passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. If you're watching this, please do us a favor and like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you could leave uh, feedback on your favorite streaming pl platform, that would be amazing as well. Buenos dias, buena tarde, buena noche, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody listening around the nation and in Southwest Florida. It's your boy, Alan. And it's your boy, Nicholas. And we're back at EQ recording a multimedia in downtown Fort Myers. What's up, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? <sighs> Looking suave. Yeah, man. I finally had to get a haircut. Labor Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? I got I got to clean up a little bit. It's been a little while. I've been working hard. Well, we've all been working hard. So I was just like, ah, it's time. It's yeah, time. It's definitely, definitely a good look on you, bro. I miss, I miss you having you having hair actually. You have hair. What are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about you having oh, hair. Oh. <laughs> that uh, what was that bowl cut you had last the time? The bowl cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Go. we both look better. So we started with off hair. with jokes, huh? We started off with jokes in this one, right? <laughs> Why not? So we got a very special guest today, man. Who we got, Nick? So in our studio today we have Ken Delaney. He's the owner of the industry of Benita Springs. It's a uh, Co-working space. That's Am I right. right? Yep. Co-working space. Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You're doing great. You? I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. The, and from for everybody listening and watching, the industry is the space that we took those photos that mm -hmm. that we promoted on Toast of the Goodfellas in our on our personal page. And thank you guys for whoever was commenting on the quality mm -hmm. of the pictures. Um, big shout out to Jay. Who is the manager, right? Yeah, he's our community manager. Community yeah. manager of the industry took some great flicks. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I'll just let Ken talk about the industry more as we go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how about you walk first? Let's walk us through what brought you here to Florida in the first place. Well, um, as sitting here in the studio with us is my wife. She basically brought me here. <laughs> wait, wait, shout out to Julie. She is right behind the camera, just just supervising how everything goes right now. Yeah. So thank you, Julie. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, um, I I had a startup company up in Atlanta, and I got the opportunity to. Um, uh, let go of some of the software that we built and um, get out of get out of town. I loved being in Florida. I loved being next to the ocean. Uh, Julie and I met, and uh, it was like, "Do you want to come up here? Or do Do you want to go down here?" And I'm like, "Well, let's go down to Florida and check it out." And the first day I was here, she took me boating, and that was it. I was done. Like, See, did, you, did you Did you both play uh, rock paper scissors? <laughs> See where you no, boating or no? No, we. We uh we yeah I I, I love the the water I'm I'm a I'm a scuba diver and all mm -hmm. that so it was it was nice to be back in Florida yeah. I had been away from Florida for about 14, 13, 14 years so mm -hmm. it's nice to be back you know it's very weird I don't know why I'm gonna say this but every, the reason why I like being next to the water is that if anything goes down there's always an escape route at least I think <laughs> well, if just you get on a a, yeah if you have a boat <laughs> just get on a boat and you can know you can leave versus yeah. like being in the middle of the state. Now, if you want to leave, you can. You know, there's just other states around. You got to just flee to those states versus you could just. I get feel like water. I feel like the ocean is just a whole different beast and a whole different world. You said um, you're you're a scuba diver, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Man, uh, I I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, I've been snorkeling <laughs> in Mexico, but I don't know about scuba diving because I heard that 
if you panic when you go down, essentially it can cause lung damage or something? Or yeah, something like yeah. That? yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of things that you have to watch out for. It's like being an astronaut. You're just going to another planet in, in, in a sense. You're going down the water and you've got to be careful with your oxygen intake and how you, how fast you go up or down. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot to do. People think it's easy. They just throw on a tank and a mask and jump in. It's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. But, but once you get used to it and you're, you get your body acclimated to breathing a different way, it's a whole new world, man. Just like they say in the, what is it? Uh, yeah, Little Mermaid. It's a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I gotta take notes. I gotta rewatch that movie. It's been a good like 20 years, maybe. I'm sure they'll remake <laughs> probably it. Probably before your time. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm probably sure. before my time, honestly. I'm sure they'll remake it, put on Disney Plus sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just like they do with all these movies here. But let's let's break down the industry a little bit more uh, to exactly what it is and what inspired you to really. Um, get one open here in Fort Myers or on Bonita Spring. Yeah, in Bonita. It's okay. Um, so I, um, I'm, I'm a software engineer. I've been in software my uh, entire adult career. Mm -hmm. And when I started my own company, I did it in a co-working space in Atlanta called Rome. And awesome space. They're, I mean, hopefully, I, mean, I guess we're shouting out to Rome now because <laughs> they've got like eight, eight or nine locations in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They're a great place. And what I loved is the community culture. I love the fact that when I was you know, writing code and having problems and having struggles, I could just lean over and talk to another developer right there at the same table and just say, hey, look at this, and we could talk things out. It was great for learning my trade mm -hmm. and, and going through the struggles of creating a, a, a startup, uh, having other people that are going through those same struggles with you. And, and I love that, that culture. I always had in the back of my mind, if I ever get the opportunity down the road, I'm going to start my own co-working space. Mm -hmm. So it was always an idea, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've started everything from, you know, construction company to everything, like, and I failed at all. But <laughs> software has always been my thing, I guess. I should just stick to it. <laughs> but um, having, um, ha having that experience of starting my company in a co-working space definitely planted that seed for me. And uh, when I got down here and decided to, to spin up another startup uh starting from scratch and in, in, in my own soft my new software company which is in real estate um i decided i needed a space to do it and um have a friend who owns that building and he's like well i've got 6700 square feet do something with it <laughs> okay i went and bought some shipping containers and i said let's just create this thing and it was like literally one morning i woke up and we're having breakfast and i was like I'm going to call it the industry because I don't care what's in here. I just want everything to come in here and create. Mm -hmm. And I'll just name it the industry because it doesn't matter what your industry is. Just come here and we'll do it. And then we'll do the, the whole industrial motif. And people can then take their own space and do whatever they want with it. That's awesome. So that's how we started. So what has kept you motivated? Because you said you started a lot of startups and now you want to do this one. Mm -hmm. I feel like most people, if when they fail so much at, like, especially at startups, because it's not mm -hmm. cheap to mm -hmm. a startup. There's a lot of money you got to put up mm -hmm. front. So what has kept you going with that? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I have always been the type of person who, if I have uh, any extra money, I put it right back into starting something new. I, I, you know, it, I, you know, yes, you fail, but that's just part of the journey. You know, 
you, you learn. I, I don't look at them as failures. I look at them as learning experiences. Like now I know what not to do here or there, mm-hmm. you know. And so those, um, those experiences have just been molding me over my 42 years, you know, essentially. Just uh, getting to, to the fact that now I know where I need to be. I need to stay in software. I don't need to go into anything else, you know. But, but that's, where, that's where I'm good. I mean, and I feel like at the very least, those failures have been my education. Well, you're still young, man. You're still young, honestly. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people, when they say they give me like 30 or 40, I'm like, I feel like I just, I'm just starting life Mm -hmm. in a way, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, no, I totally agree with you, Alan, on that. In terms of the industry, because we recently was there, we did a collaboration project with Canvas Media and Mm -hmm. we took a tour. It was really, really awesome. Um, One of the things that really like caught my eyes, just the whole aesthetic of it all mm-hmm. uh, the shipping containers because mm-hmm. uh, that you don't really see that too often especially around here I don't even know when the last time I saw a shipping container other than driving to Miami <laughs> um, I saw a couple mm-hmm. but you don't really see shipping containers anywhere but they turned a shipping container into a whole office that you can you mm-hmm. essentially create a business create an industry mm-hmm. uh, so to say and that whole aesthetic is r- really awesome what really got you into doing something like that specifically because you, you so, I'm sure you had endless amounts of ideas yeah I've always been interested in um, the tiny home thing and the the uh, repurposing shipping containers like it actually started out with an idea of, of putting you know buying some land up in Blue Ridge and making a cabin out of one mm-hmm. and so I started looking into that and then um, uh, Julie and I own three acres uh, in uh, in Naples, and so I thought, well, well, we'll put one back here and build a little apartment, and we'll see how it goes. Well, that didn't go very well. So, <laughs> but I thought when it, when it finally came down to uh, building the industry, I was like, perfect. The problem with shipping containers in Florida is that it's 100 degrees in Florida, and yes. the shipping containers are just giant ovens. Yes. There's just cordon steel, so, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so they don't really work well outside here. They would work well up north. <laughs> but inside of a warehouse where it's air conditioned and everything like that, they're perfectly you know encapsulated uh, units. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was like, oh, well, why build? Why spend money and time building you know drywall offices that are paper thin anyways when you can build offices out of steel that are self-contained that are already um, <clears throat> soundproofed and, and, mm-hmm. and you just have to add some walls inside, some separation. And I feel too that in a way, more people are going to want a private space like that anyways mm-hmm. and they'd pay a premium for it because of everything with coronavirus, the uncertainty mm-hmm. with how, you know, how long it's going to last. Yep. We, we don't know about it. So and a lot, I feel like a lot more people are just being more cautious about it. So I think the shipping containers, when I went in there, I was like, man, I would love this. Yeah, you're I would love that. I'm, fo- I'm focused. You know, mm-hmm. I could collaborate outside, but I could go inside to really just lock in and just be knock out whatever I need to do in like thirty to thirty minutes to an hour or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And with the rise of people, you know, working from home, um, the ability to you know have a home away from home, but also you know just get work done is really awesome. Like considering like and maybe you have you know some children at home and maybe your home office isn't the you know the most productive anymore. Yeah. Well, now you have the option of, you know, going to the industry and getting your work done there. Yeah. Um, 
from what I remember, you can actually have a shipping, you can have an address, business address at the industry, correct? Yes, that's, that's right. That's, that really caught my eye because, you know, there's tons of people who create startups and then have all their mail, you know, delivered to their house. And uh, it'd be nice to have a separate well, location. Well, Jay, Jay will, will hate that I say this, but we actually, part of the part of that, too, is you get reception services. So Jay will actually answer your phone and forward your calls, too, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice for him, huh? he's, he's multi-talented, that boy. <laughs> Running around with a chicken without a head over there. Right. <laughs> but he's doing a phenomenal work. Like, you could just tell on their social media. Media uh, accounts that he's doing really, really great work there. Yeah. So why Bonita Springs? Um. Well, uh, I kind of felt like you know, there's we have a we have a, a competitor to our south in Naples, and they're actually expanding further south. Mm-hmm. And we have a competitor in in Estero, and I say, I call it competitor. That's probably the wrong word because co-working should be there should be them on every corner. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily competitors, but there was there was a there was a gap filled in in Naples and one in Estero, and I I thought well there's a there's a there's an area in the middle there that we, there's room for another co-working space, mm-hmm. and so you know we'll see. The other thing is that my friend Steve owns the building, and and it was a great opportunity, and uh, Steve has been really really good to us as through COVID and all this stuff of of helping us uh, build and maintain the business through such a hard time, you know, with everything we had to go through to build the building or build the space out and do all that stuff. Uh, he's been, he's been an awesome landlord and he's very encouraging about our business. So it, I think we're right in the, in the sweet spot. Benita is up and coming. It's growing. The downtown area is changing mm-hmm. new apartments coming in. Lots of youth. Yeah. I actually love Bonita Springs. Um, I want to invest in real estate out there. Ideally I want to buy a house out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like my first home and you're right it's a developing area and it's right in between Estero which is part of Fort Myers and Naples mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is perfect so if you want to go like downtown Naples more like the city life of Southwest Florida mm-hmm. and then if you want to go to Fort Myers you know it's kind of like the city but not like Naples Bonita and it's not a bad area at all either it's yeah. low crime rate I did a little research. The city of Bonita uh, actually put in like five or six million dollars investment into um, doing a whole whole analysis of that corner. Uh, That that light there is going to be a roundabout. There's going to be a roundabout right in front of the industry. And with the dog track now shutting down, they're building the new casino, which will be open, I think, in a month or two. But that whole land is going to be repurposed there. Everyone's the rumor is it's going to be the next it's going to be Bonita's version of Mercado. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there, all where all that land is, and on the northern side of that corner, Steve, the guy who owns uh, the industry building, is building another whole building there uh, uh, with restaurants, and they're widening the sidewalks to make them bike and skateboard friendly. friendly. Yep. Yeah, trying to get the walk score up in Benita, and so it's gonna be awesome. And I think we're 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 a little early, but I think within the next two years, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really hip place. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to move fast on that house then. But we've been trying to tell people like this whole time that Southwest Florida is a, is a booming area mm-hmm. and um, there's tons of things that you can create. There's tons of things that you can do. There's tons of things that you can be a part of if you really want to. And the fact that we're having, you know, different um, companies you know, invest in this area and putting things like 
the industry in place is just another reason why, you know, a lot of, you know, people want to move to Southwest Florida, especially maybe if you want to create like a business or a tech startup or mm-hmm. any any of those things. Um, I, I forgot what show I was watching. I think it was, uh, it was a show, I believe, on HBO. It, had, it was about the tech startups in um, Silicon Valley. In Silicon Valley. Yeah. It's called Silicon Valley. Yeah, Why yeah, would yeah. I forget it's that? It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> so that, when I went into the industry, it reminded, immediately reminded me of that show. And I was like, wow. That's good. I when I walked in there, part. I felt like I was like in 2060 or 2070. <laughs> like, or, or I got a time machine that just fast forwarded to like how everything, how offices are just built now. Mm-hmm. Those steel containers. Like, I just felt like, damn. Uh, we're ahead of the game in a way, you know. The building itself is actually re, uh, is repurposed. It was a um, it was a, a, a sawmill, uh, basically. The whole the whole layout of the building. Um, when when my friend Steve bought it, it was uh, it was a what, what do you call it? Lumberyard, yeah, yeah, it was a lumberyard. And he said, well, I'm going to keep the same footprint. I'm keeping the same steel and, and basically just completely repurposed it. So I thought it was only natural that I'm repurposing shipping containers and repurposing, you know, things like the furniture from from old wood and everything and just trying to keep it all industrial but yet uh, sustainable. And so I really like that aspect of the industry. You know, people think... Like you're not the only one that said that you know you walk in it feels like you're stepping into the future. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's all repurposed stuff and that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I really I really like that part about what we were able to achieve. That's awesome. So when I guess for a lot of people they're trying to open up their like a new store or like a new idea like that. How do you go about that? Like, what's the first steps that you take in trying to open up a workspace like well, that? Well. <clears throat> Location obviously is one, and uh, for me, it's it was the luck of knowing of having the right connection with with Steve owning that building. I've been talking to him about you know making a modern office space uh, for a few years now, and he's like, "Just wait, just wait. I got something coming. I got something coming." And he built that building, and he's building more that are very very modern looking. And when I first walked into that building, I said, "This is it." Yeah, so so finding that location was was the the big part. Um, mm-hmm. It takes a lot of cash to start up something like that. Um, you know, just like with any good entrepreneur, you got to dig into your savings and take a risk. It's just you know, leaping leap of faith. Absolutely. I love that's it. What we're doing. I love it. I, I decided I'm not gonna live my life in fear anymore. In a way, you know, I'm just like whatever. We're gonna be we go through rough patches in our life anyway, so you might as well kind of choose your pain in a way. Yeah, that's and right. That's right. You like you embrace that. If you're passionate about this and you're comfortable in your base space skill set, um, I think it allows you to take more risk because you know, like, hey, if I lose here, I can always go back to basics and start over and make more money. Or, or start over in, in whatever way, you know. Um, I feel strong enough in my my software skill set that, hey, if I got to go back to work for somebody else, that's what I got to do. You mm-hmm. know, if I get knocked down, then I'll get back up. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, one of the things that I really like about the industry is that it's not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's very versatile. And you, we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the, you know, things that you 
want to see happen in the industry. Mm-hmm. So can you enlighten our listeners on some of the you know things that you have planned in sure. terms of what you foresee? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually, as of today, I think we had our first photo shoot in our new studio set up. So uh, Jay, again, you'll, you'll hear a lot about him tonight, I guess. But Jay is uh, is our is our resident uh he does everything, but his passion is photography and videography. And so he said to me, we had this big space in the back. I was going to turn it into a training room and still might use it partly for that. And we'll talk about that. But he said to me, while we're not doing any classes in here, can we turn it into a, a photography studio? I'm like, absolutely. And so he, you know, he used his social media power and got a bunch of uh, photographers interested. And today they actually had their, I think their first shoot, you know, in there and, and uh, so I love that because the, the industry is supposed to attract creatives. That's mm-hmm. that's what I want in there. And I don't care if you're creating insurance, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know. But if you're if you're a passionate person, you're creating a business, and you're creating something. I want you there. So uh, so so I love the fact that we've gone down this uh, this avenue with the photographers and the videographers and YouTubers. Um, that room is going to be multi-purposed. It's going to also uh, house some trainings. I've been thinking about doing a uh, uh, some boot camps for software for young for young uh, people who are just trying to maybe delve into software without going full on to college for CS, but mm-hmm. want to know more. Maybe want to do a boot camp. Mm-hmm. Um, my my uh, focus on in software is user experience design. So I thought about doing a user experience, uh, a UX uh, boot camp in there. So we, we, there's a lot of uh, opportunity we can use that space for. Mm-hmm. So and and those things are all going to be kind of coming down the line as we as we work out our schedule and we work out you know how things are with COVID and getting Absolutely. people closer together. So creatives can go and collaborate there. Can we go and host a networking event there? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I saw that little bar area. <laughs> I think it's, um, what, what, what was it, what did it say above it? So our tagline is build something. Build something. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so, yeah, the, the bar, the cafe bar is, uh, actually we're having our first, uh, we're, we're going to do uh, Friday night socials once a month. And um, that's, we're having our first one September 18th. So everyone can come. Um I'm about to write down my calendar right now. We're going to, you know, you guys probably saw the big garage doors in the back. Yep. We're going to raise up that and bring in a food truck oh, and awesome. uh, have some music and just have a good time. And um, we're going to try to do those Friday night socials once a month. Just get everyone there, you know, networking mm-hmm. and sharing their ideas. So, yeah, and build something is is we're trying to put that in in all of our um, mm-hmm. in everything we do because mm-hmm. that's what the place is about. Absolutely. Yep. And I, I personally love that tagline because it, it not only entices you to like come to the to the space, but it entices you to like okay, you want to take control of your own you know future of your own skills, then come over here and build something. Right. You know, right. like like for me at least, it, I'm working from home now, and you know, working from home could be such a drag if you don't really you know aren't committed to you know having you know your own schedule and mm-hmm. not being distracted. But now you're in a place where you're full of that's full of other people who are creating things. It's going to help motivate you to you know stay on task. It's going to help motivate you to you know network because when you're at home, it's hard to network unless right. you're on maybe social media. But even then, you know, Alan, social media is not always the best place to to network, even though it was kind of created for that. Right. Yeah. I 
I'm a big fan of trying to merge things in a way. So I love real estate and I want to get into real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And But I also like marketing. Mm-hmm. And I've had these ideas of just creating these crazy real estate videos that like you just don't see you know mm-hmm. when i never when that when i get to that point you know where i'm just actively investing a lot mm-hmm. so when i see the industry that's what i think i'm like i can get so many ideas from somebody who's really good at marketing and somebody who's really good at real estate and just combine ideas and just benefit off each other so essentially in social media we're promoting both of our businesses in a way yeah that's great Mm-hmm. One uh, video. Well, yeah. like I mentioned, my software company that is based inside of the industry, we're the first startup in there that's hopefully going to launch and be successful in there. Is um, it's called Jada Software, and so uh, it's a trans, it's a real estate transaction management uh, tool. And so uh, I, I actually come from a real estate family, and that's way back in the day. But you know, my mom was an appraiser. My aunts and uncles are all real estate agents. I'm actually a licensed broker here in Florida, but I, I, I use my license to uh, essentially keep uh, my finger on the pulse of the real estate technology part. I don't really, I'm not an active real estate person as, mm-hmm. as far as set selling, but I, I am passionate about real estate software. And that's why I just started this uh, Jada company to start uh, making uh, transaction management for agents uh, step into the future, you know, because the tools that they have now are very archaic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I do during the day when I'm not running the industry. <laughs> awesome. I let Jay run the industry. Right. <laughs> let, let Jay, just let Jay do everything, man. That yeah. guy, that guy's a superstar. He is that's a right. superstar. <laughs> yeah. and, and what's crazy is that, like, it's just these connections that, you know, people you know or things that you hear from close, you know, your close network, those opportunities, they pop up. And when they pop up, you got to take it. And mm-hmm. when they do pop up, you have to have the wherewithal to be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to take that risk. Yeah. And I feel like with our podcast, one of the things that we center on is making sure that our listeners know that it's OK to take risks on yourself mm-hmm. so long as they're informed risks. And not so much spontaneous risks. Right. If it's a spontaneous risk that you've been, you know, been thinking about for a long time, then go 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 ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you just you thought of last night, you know, and don't really didn't didn't do any research into it, well, you know, you maybe want to. <laughs> I, take I, some I don't time. know, man. I feel like just taking a spont- spontaneous risk, you learn the biggest lessons off of those risks. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, that. That's just how I see it. I don't know. I think exactly. every situation is different. Yeah, for sure. Like, for I'm sure. Just, you know what? I'm, I'll figure it out. This is going to be bad or whatever. I'll, I'm going to figure it out and we'll mm-hmm. just go from there. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of this uh, crazy idea I had for uh, building a grill that cooks your food for you. You know, essentially, <laughs> like that, that, you know, you, it tells you what's going on on your phone. And uh, it was, it was all, I thought it would be the coolest thing ever and spent a lot of time and money on it. <laughs> You know, it it failed, but you know what? I learned a lot. I learned a lot about 3D printing and prototyping tangible things. I'm a software guy. I prototype all the time, but prototyping tangible objects and trying to, you know, make make things, make a grill actually, you know, turn your meat for you and all this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, based on software, I thought it was going to be really cool, and I think somebody's now doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. I don't doubt it. I I see that. Yeah. I, it, that kind of reminds me of like I forget where I was hearing this from, but like like eventually like robots are going to come and just take yeah. everything from yeah, they're us. They're already like, cooking. I, they're already cooking the hamburgers now. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> I did see. I did see like. Uh, 
uh, a product in which does exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like someone installed it in their smart home where mm-hmm. like hands come out or something and like starts cooking something for you, <laughs> yeah. which is super weird. But I also saw another video of this guy who built a robot that cuts your hair for you. No. So imagine cooking your food, but now you're going to trust a robot with scissors and you stuff like, to cut your hair? Hands? Oh, I don't need one of those. <laughs> yeah, <right>. so like... <laughs> He put he put together the software because he's also a software engineer and like he get he actually got it to give him a haircut, but the haircut <laughs> was really garbage. <laughs> so he's got some work to do. But the fact that he didn't you know get stabbed in the eye was a, a definitely a positive thing. So yeah, yeah, you got to take those take those as a W for sure. Especially for sure. like the guinea pig in one of those uh, projects, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just trying to innovate something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I love sure. me personally. I love when there's like a a curriculum that has, you know, technology built into it. And mm-hmm. I feel like with our, edu- our educational systems now, the more that they, you know, use this technology is going to be just beneficial to a lot of younger generations, you know, Absolutely. after them. Because you can see how fluent, you know, younger kids are with technology just by giving it to them. Mm-hmm. You don't need them to have an instruction manual. They'll just figure it out. Yep. Compared to like a lot of the older adults now that I get that I work with, you know, they just can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and me personally, I think it's you know the whole time management thing. But at the same time, it is harder to understand, especially if you're not really you know just involved in technology. Absolutely. Like for example, if I gave uh, Android phone to Alan, who's only been using you know uh, iPhones. He's going to be able to figure it out because he's used to, you know, the icons and the symbols and things of that nature. But if I give that same phone to someone who's maybe like 50 years old or older who hasn't really, you know, embraced technology, they're going to be like, mm, I don't know what to do. You know, you know? where that comes from, though, is, is this and uh, this is where I like to get on my soapbox so I won't get on it too long. There you go ahead. <laughs> is, is that it comes from user interface driven design. What, what used to happen in software is you had all the engineers, the coders writing the software, and they were basically telling the users, this is how you have to use it. And people are like, that doesn't make sense because I'm not an engineer. I don't think like an engineer. Mm-hmm. And when software companies like Apple started saying, well, let's let the designers start and then let the engineers figure out how to des- code what they designed. Mm-hmm. That trend now has that whole thing has shifted in, in our software, in our modern software, and modern technology world is that they're doing it from the front to the back versus the back to the front. And so it's like, well, people like me go to school for psychology and user uh, um, human computer uh, compatibility and how, how, how things are thought of from the front part. And then let the engineers, the, the code people figure that out. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's so awesome is, I mean, I'm a big, huge fan of Steve Jobs. And so I think that his um, vision on on the way things look and feel and his passion and his almost craziness about how things should be mm-hmm. uh, changed software forever. Absolutely. And so uh, that's, that's why we, you can hand each other phones or we can hand a kid a, an iPad and they'll just intuitively pick it up mm-hmm. or, or an Android pad. I don't know what they're called. I'm not an iOS <laughs> person. But, uh, you know, but, but people can, can just intuitively know mm-hmm. because that piece, that, that application or that piece of uh, hardware was built from the, from the front to the back versus mm-hmm. the other way around, which is the way it used to be in, in the old days, I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, thinking back at some of the technology that you know has come out before before our time, Alan. Like think about vinyls. Mm-hmm. Like how yep. how crazy do you have to think like be to think of you know create putting music on a vinyl? 
you know, and now we could, you know, stream music off of our phones. Yeah. It's ridiculous how crazy I always, technology I get into these crazy thoughts of like, how how does this, what's in here <laughs> that programs um, like a notification to come on? Like what, what triggers that? What, you know, it's like there's some sort of algorithm. How do you build those? It's like, mm -hmm. I get into some crazy thoughts on, on, on technology. Yeah. It's probably like, one oh of those God. math classes I fell yeah, asleep Yeah, well, it all started with Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. You know, we wouldn't have these iPhones if it wasn't for those old communicators, you know. So I'm, I'm showing my age, but I've never watched Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely showing my but age. But I do know what it is. I do know what it is. I've seen images and videos of Star Trek. Can Can I see you being on like Shark Tank yes. one day, man? For sure. I see you on, being on Shark Tank. Do you ever envision yourself one day wanting to be on something like that? Um. I think a while ago I used to I used to watch that show a lot and and, and look at that kind of uh, pitching to the to the money makers and and I, I like that stuff, um, you know we mentioned Silicon Valley uh, earlier in the show um, uh, how people come up with these ideas and then the first thing they think of is I need to go find money I need mm -hmm. to go find venture capital. But then what they, what happens to them? If you read about you know the big ones, of course they explode and they all become billionaires. But ninety nine percent of them fail, and the idea that they that that was in their head, the thing that they thought of was so cool, now belongs to the venture capitalist, yep. and now he can go do whatever. So I'm a big fan of bootstrapping. I'm a big fan of trying to do things with the with seed money or whatever, but not going and just pitching out your ideas and giving half of your company away to, to a venture capitalist. You know, figure out how to bootstrap. Software is not that expensive to write anymore if that's your idea. Uh, even getting things prototyped like that growth thing I was talking about, not that big of a deal. I mean, you can, you can find other people, other creators, and collaborate with them. And it's a, it'd be a, it's a lot better experience co-building something with somebody mm -hmm. and the, giving them a little bit of your business versus just going and getting, you know, $10 million from an investor who now owns your owns you. And then, you know, you're you're happy until the idea fails and you run out of money and then, you know, it's gone. Yeah, that's why a lot of deals on that show, they they're broken because of the percentage of the stake that they want in the company. And they, yeah, it hurts like, them right from the beginning. Yeah. It's their baby mm -hmm. in a way. They want to protect their baby. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I definitely I definitely see why people are kind of hesitant on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Starting things uh, is, is definitely hard. Um, I, uh, thankfully for, for us, I, you know, I'm lucky to have someone like Jay because I, when it comes to social media, I'm a dinosaur. I, I just don't do it. But he knows, he knows what he's doing. I have the vision and I, ha I know how to make things look right and work, but I don't have that, uh, that, that talent to get it out there. So you have to be willing to, to, to trust other people, but partner with the right people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And w I want to touch on this again because it's crucial and like the foundation of the industry is being able to collaborate because like you said about the name, the industry being any type of in any industry out there that you can be a part of or create, you're going to have people from different industries. Tech, you know, if you want to learn about, you know, HVAC, you might be someone who's an electrician next to you, you know, mm -hmm. working right next to you. We won't even know. Mm -hmm. So, like, the ability to just go into that space and just not exactly know who's going to be there, but know there's going to be someone trying to build something, mm -hmm. that alone, it just makes it, in my mind, just 
priceless to, to go there. Um, and I'm already thinking of like events that you know you can do there, and I'm sure Jay is, has been brainstorming on this oh, yeah. a lot. And you guys have been brainstorming on different events that you can do because it's really endless, especially with the, a lot of the creatives that come into this show and a lot of creatives we go to networking events and, and see. Like they would love a space to be able to just you know be free without really having to worry about you know life per se. They can just go in there and work mm-hmm. and. and I feel like everybody, in my opinion, is a little happier when they can work on things that are, per- like, are personal to them. Absolutely. I, I'll sit at home and try to get something simple done, and it'll take me hours, and I'll get to the industry, and I can just knock it out. Just, <laughs> there's something about the vibe that is in there. And no, I don't even have a whole – there's not a whole lot of people. We're still new, right? Mm-hmm. You know, But just the, the, the way it feels in there makes you want to create. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I I dis I can discipline my snack eating when I'm out somewhere, anyways. Because when I'm working from home, I'm yeah. like just raiding my fridge, I'm raiding my cabinets, and before you know, it, I'm grocery shopping twice a week. <laughs> so so you should, I'm like, you should charge yourself to eat snacks in your own house. Right, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I put like a lockbox. Yeah, I'm trying to lock it. I gotta put like a dollar in or something like that. Man, I don't know why that idea just popped in my head. But dude, I think that, that'd be a dude. That'd be amazing. There you go. That'd be amazing. That you have to pay. Yeah, yeah. That you have yeah, to pay to discipline yourself now. <laughs> Now that you're working from home, right? I just know you personally. You would, you'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not paying two dollars for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've learned to use the word frugal and not cheap. You know, because yeah. frugal is more. Um, it's less vulgar. Is that the right word? <laughs> I guess. Right? Right. I don't know. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that'd be it. That'd be very interesting to have. And then by the th- by the end of the month, you'd have enough money to invest in whatever you want to invest in. Because I know you're not going to stop snacking because I'm not going to stop snacking. See, the, we're already creating something right here. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Look at that. That's Look right. at that. Uh, so I want to know a little bit more about your time in Atlanta because I know Atlanta is definitely a very creative place to be in. Yeah, sure. Um, and how long have you been in Southwest Florida? By uh, six years this year. It'll be six years. Six years? Okay. Me too, man. Me yeah, too. Really? 2014. Yes. From where? Miami. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. Um, yeah, so I actually first went to Atlanta in uh, 98, 99 uh, on a project for Lockheed Martin. Um, okay. And they have, um, <clears throat> they you know build the, the, the F-22 jets and the big mm-hmm. planes. And yep. uh, so uh, that was my first real IT job, you know, mm-hmm. tech job. You know, I was two years out of high school. So I hadn't even gone two to college. Two years out of high school? Yeah, yeah. Ah. I hadn't even gone to college yet. So um, I worked. Uh, I worked there, uh, and I I just fell in love with Atlanta. Um, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was North Atlanta, Marietta, basically. And um, in tech back then, and in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, you probably heard the term the the, the dot com yeah. burst, the yeah. bust, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bubble burst, and uh, all the companies laid off, and we all got you know let go and. And that's when I actually delved into real estate. I went back to Jacksonville for a little while and got my Florida real estate license. I'm like, well, I'm going into the family business now because software is blown up. Um, but again, I loved real estate, but you know what I ended up doing? I ended up building websites for all the realtors in my office. <laughs> so I was like, I couldn't stay away from tech. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, I essentially had an opportunity to go back uh, go back to Atlanta and ended up, you know, staying in tech. I, that, I didn't 
uh, went to school, went to the Art Institute of Atlanta to get my degree in, in, in user experience design. And uh, I taught myself how to code, but I did everything IT driven to, to be able to build user interfaces. So that's where I got my degree in art so that I could transfer that into technology. And so I stayed, um, <clears throat> stayed there for a while and worked for a telecommunications company up there. And then, um, like I said, started my own, my own uh, web development company. And uh, we built a lot of cool stuff. And eventually was able to make it make it back down here. So yeah, I lived in Marietta, I lived in Alpharetta, I lived in Milton. I loved all those areas, and I, we still love Roswell and all that. It's um, it's a cool it's a cool area, but not as cool as down here. Oh yeah, I, I love Atlanta. I went to visit a couple years ago. I went to visit my buddy. Um, great city, love it. That's like one place I'd consider moving to if I ever move out of Florida because I've lived in South Florida all my life. Um, you know what I, I you know what I love? I, I love how you've been leveraging school in a way because you say you studied art and you studied psychology as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what you do and like I feel like a lot of people think that, okay, I studied psychology and now I have to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. I studied art and now I have to go into that field directly. But you've mm -hmm. been leveraging that in a way where it benefits everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, my, that was my ultimate plan was to I, I, I never said I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or like mm -hmm. go to, to do something like that. I just like to learn, you know, philosophy, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, and this sounds so cliche, probably I shouldn't even talk about it. But <laughs> when 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 Steve Jobs came out with the first iPhone and, and held it up, I was immediately knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to build apps like that's I knew. That is cool. And at the time, he didn't even have an SDK. It wasn't even for building apps. It was here, you're going to use the apps that Apple gives you. So then the first thing I wanted to do is go work at Apple. But then when they started creating the app store and letting people build their own things, I was instantly hooked. I was like, yes, this is finally, I finally realized what I was doing by leveraging education and all, and all the things that I wanted to do to, to get to the fact that I love building apps and, mm. and yeah, so I know this is not really about the industry, no, but, no, it's, it's but cool. yeah, 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 but, um, that creativity basically got me, that launched me. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. have you noticed Alan that we have had a couple guests already that are working with apps and creating apps? And the one thing that they have all in common is that they all have their hands in different projects at mm. the same time. Yeah. And I feel like with a with an app, you know, you could get caught up, you know, building it, but there's going to be times where you need to get your mind off of it because I feel like a little too much, you know, attention to one thing can get get your mind in a in a block. So tomorrow. that's what the industry actually is getting back to that. That that's what it is for me is because in in when you're working in software, you're always working in the intangible. You can't touch software, right? You can write it and you can touch your app, but you can't feel software. Mm -hmm. You can only feel it emotionally. But the industry is my brick and mortar creation. Mm -hmm. It's my version of my software. Like, I feel like the industry is the, the place that I and Julie and Jay and his parents actually all helped us build with our hands, you know, cutting the steel uh, you know, painting and, you know, building the drywall, building the furniture. Actually, we built the furniture. Oh, wow. So, like, I mean, uh, so doing all that was just so awesome because I was able to get away from the keyboard mm -hmm. and get away from the monitor and have another thing to do. It, now it's at this point where uh, I'm trying to struggle on which one I need to do more. It's, it's hard to split it. But 
I'm learning. It's balancing. You know, it's a balancing act. But now that the industry is launched, it's built, it's open, and I've got the awesome Jay, uh, I can actually sit down at my desk now again and, and write software. And I feel like the experience that I've had since December to now uh, building the industry has really like cleared my cash, just is allowing <laughs> me to sit down and actually be creative again mm-hmm. in software. Mm-hmm. It was like that 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 thing I needed to to like reset. So. Yeah, and you how you touched on earlier about building that team is like so important. Not just paying just a lump sum because you could pay a guy a lump sum, but he could be a lousy partner. He just has yeah. the money. And exactly. Then essentially, it's not really a good investment in a way, you know, because you're not going to have him for the long run or her. Right. But yeah. 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 yeah so I think uh, there's some definitely some learning, you know. Uh, themes in this episode that we could already pull from because yeah. you know a lot of people in this area they're looking to for places to create but they're looking for that motivation mm-hmm. to get started you know because a lot of them want to take that risk on themselves but then you know they're still a little shy they still don't you know feel as confident and I, now that they there's an area where they can go where everybody is in that area is guaranteed working on something to benefit themselves um I feel like that's going to just give them that little push that they What need. I want nothing more and what I can't wait to have is when, when I'm walking through the building in the morning or in the afternoon or just going to the refrigerator and I see and I meet somebody who's creating something and they just want to talk about their idea. Yeah. And maybe not ask me for my advice, but if they want to, that's great. Or just talk about it because that's, that's when you can see the fire in people's eyes and the, and the passion. That mm-hmm. just really is like... I really like that. I, I love watching other people be passionate about what they're doing, even if I'm not interested in what they're doing. The fact that they're doing something and they're they're creating just really motivates me. That's absolutely. That's what I love to see. It's exactly how I feel about it too. Mm-hmm. When I just, even if I have, I'm a deer in the headlights with the topic that they're talking about. <laughs> in a way, I kind of still want to learn about it because mm-hmm. I just never know when I'm gonna need to know about that mm-hmm. like yeah. ever you yeah. know so there's been plenty of moments already where we needed to know something that we had no idea about and we had to go you know figure it out mm-hmm. and um luckily we've also had people around us that already knew what we were trying to learn so having that collaboration and be able to you know you know talk those ideas out was was priceless in yeah. my opinion um but we kind of want to just wrap it up a little bit so you know our tradition here on the show. Uh, the last question we always ask is, if you could make a toast to Southwest Florida, what would you like that toast to be? And you kind of were prepped, but at the same time, we want this to be off the cuff, off the sure. first thing that pops in your head. Yeah. Right, here, right here in your heart, man. Yeah, right here yeah in your for heart. sure. Well, I guess the toast to, to Southwest Florida, the toast to the Goodfellas is... Um, I, uh, I I really think that Southwest Florida has a huge potential mm-hmm. to to uh, to create uh, uh, an environment where people who are passionate about what they're doing, entrepreneurs should 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 be here. Um, and I just I, I want Southwest Florida to to explode with creativity, and I want everyone to build something. Absolutely, awesome. No, I love that. I love everything that was was said here, especially the fact that you know we how we hopped on education because the last episode that we shot, we kind of uh, um, gave it a bad name in a way, you know, <laughs> with, with school. Well, I'll, I'll, when we release it, we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you listen to it. Okay. But I'm glad that we kind of brought that back and like the importance of like just 
combining ideas and learning things to benefit whatever you want to do in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the biggest thing that I got from this episode. And, and it was great, man. Awesome. Awesome toast. Great. And thank you guys for uh, having me. Oh, it's I been a pleasure. It. I really enjoy you guys creating this. This is awesome. <laughs> we, yeah, we're uh, approaching, by the time this episode releases, it's going to be over a year. But mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, it's been a year. Nice. Man, it's crazy. We started in our in my living room. Yeah. Sharing one mic. Yeah, Panera bread was 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 the the meeting grounds. It wasn't the industry. It was <laughs> right. They all come down. That, that would have been a beautiful story, though, man. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but yeah, yeah. But uh, where can our listeners uh, find more information uh, about the industry? Theindustry.io is um and is is the website. Um, Please go there. Check us out on Facebook. Of course, Jay would be like, no, you got to say Facebook first. I like the website. <laughs> but yeah, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those things. And and when you see the awesome videos, just uh, give a shout out to Jay because he's doing some great stuff for us. But yeah, Absolutely. theindustry.io or Facebook. Absolutely. And you said you have an event uh, going on on the 18th, Yeah, correct? September 18th. We're doing our first Friday night social food. And as actually the first one is going to be free food, beer and drink and wine. So, well, you and know, soda and water. If people wild out for free food. And so. after, that, after that, we're charging. Cause, <laughs> yes, you know, right. we, <laughs> the first one's on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, get, don't get too used to it, but that's I'm right. pretty sure it's going to be a really great event that people are going to want to come back and pay regardless because that's going to probably be that's probably gonna be me. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So right. there's another episode in the books, right, Alan? Another one in the books, man. You already know. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great night and day or whatever time you're listening or watching to this. Peace. Thanks.